Again, to Variety Bang, the podcast that bangs out content in 15 minutes or less so you can listen at your convenience. Again, I'm your host, Travis B. It is another beautiful, uh, icy cold, but beautiful Saturday here in Florida. I think the, our temperatures were down to about 45 for a high, and that's very rare in Florida. And I'm a New York boy myself, although I've been here since 91 in Florida, and I really don't wear sweatpants or closed-toed shoes or anything unless I have to for work. But I'm going to tell you right now, today I was cold, probably mostly due to the crazy amount of wind we were having more than anything, because towards the evening when the wind died down, I was comfortable, but it was was pretty cold today. So this podcast is going to be a two-parter. The first part's going to be some updates of my personal self, and then the other one is going to be one of the hobbies I used to do. My first, okay, my first hobby was probably video games, but I guess my second hobby was stamp collecting, and that's going to be the second part of this podcast, and I hope you enjoy both parts. So the first part's going to be a little bit more about me. I start my new job on Monday. I am nervous, but I have a good friend of mine that works at this company, and he says he loves it. I will tell you they seem very organized because I have been getting emails about onboarding, things they wanted to know before I even got there. I had to take a respirator quiz, and that's the other part. Since about the age of 18 years old, I have had a goatee. I may have shaved it off in the past 30 years, maybe three times. But for the most part, I've had a goatee of varying lengths. Well, for this new job, I have to wear a respirator. So I had to shave it off. Now, I could have a mustache of really any kind of mustache, really. That's a really long flowing one. But I just decided to go clean shaven, totally clean shaven. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a weird Look, I actually feel my own nasal breath on my upper lip, and it's weird because I have not felt that before, or at least since I was 18. And out and about today in the cold, um, my face my face is cold. I mean, I'm used to having you know a pretty thick and fluffy goatee. And also, these parts that I never, ever shave, you know, basically the mustache line and the goatee line around my chin, well, I broke out. I shaved and uh, I broke out. So I actually went and got some men's skincare products today because I have a feeling that I'm going to be shaving a lot more than I used to for this job, and uh, which is fine. I'm making good money there, and I don't mind shaving. Um, so, But in order for me to work at this company and, and stay clean shaven, I'm going to have to take better care of this beautiful face of mine. And like I said, at first, I actually went and I shaved. I shaved uh, Friday night. And it was weird. But then by today, I was starting to get used to it. And I actually posted a picture of my new profile picture on Facebook. And I got a lot of really, to my surprise, positive stuff, especially from women, saying that I look good. And even my own mother's like, you know, it makes you look younger because I'm pretty much gray everywhere. So I got a haircut today. I have silver hair or darn close to the grayish silver hair. But uh, my face itself doesn't have any wrinkles. And I don't have that gray goatee anymore. So... I've had some actual positive uh, compliments, so I I don't know. This is probably going to be the new norm for me just because, I mean, I could grow a mustache. I might look okay in a mustache, but I'll just keep it clean shaven if I like and I get used to it, and I'll just go that route. So I do miss the goatee, though. I'm not going to lie. I was 
I remember I was working at Joel and Jerry's here in Florida. They don't exist anymore. They were like an Eckerd or a CVS to a point. They had a pharmacy and everything, but they're a little junk store and a pharmacy. And I remember I was working for them. And, uh, you know, I've been shaving since I was 14, 15, and I was just bored one day and I had a bunch of growth. And I said, let me go ahead and just uh, shave this into a form of a goatee and see what it looks like. And here we are, 30 years, 28 years later, basically, and I just finally shaved it off. So I guess I liked it a lot. And uh, that being said, uh, we'll move on to the second part of this, which is going to be about stamp collecting. Now, this is probably, okay, I don't know if this hobby has ever been popular with a lot of people. Uh, basically, I, how I got into it was I was in school. Uh, it might have been, uh, I was in New York, and I was a kid. I mean, it might have been um, fourth or fifth or sixth grade, something like that. I think like fourth or fifth or even third, like the younger, the younger grades. And this is back when schools, at least where I grew up, we had a small school system. And uh, this one, they would do almost like on a weekly basis, they'd do something special or something different, a like show and tell or a special speaker. And that they had, they had a series of people coming in and talking about their hobbies. And they had like one one week, they had some guy talking about baseball cards. Another week, they were talking about the little race cards you put in the tracks and you build yourself. And it's always it was always interesting to hear these, but none of them really resonated with me. I mean, I wasn't really into cars and I really, really wasn't into baseball or sports in general, which I'm really still not. Um, that being said, they had a guy who comes in and uh, he's like, hey, I collect stamps. It's my hobby. Now, of course, I knew what stamps were, but I really didn't know that there were so many different varieties and types. So he started showing off his books and he showed us, and he actually bought like stamps for everybody. If any kid wanted it, he'd have a couple of stamp or two. And they were nothing rare, obviously, but they were different because he had stamps from around the world. He had stamps, uh, special collector stamps that you're really not, I mean, you can use them to mail letters, but honestly, they're more used for collecting, and they still have that, like special, you know, cartoon characters and stuff that, you know, you know, you can use them to mail stuff, but honestly, a lot of people just collect them, I guess. I don't know if they still do now, but they did back in the day, at least more people than now, probably, because not that many people send mail, uh, snail mail, but uh, so he's showing off all these stamps, and he's telling us how some of them are only worth pennies, and others are worth hundreds, and some are worth thousands of dollars. And it wasn't about the money with me. It, it, it wasn't that at the time. I just remember looking at this green stamp with this image and this gray stamp and a red stamp. And some of them you could tell were old. I'm talking like maybe late 1800s, you know, early 1900s. And I just was amazed at, uh, if anything else, I guess the artistry alone of the actual stamps itself. That's what really got me was I liked looking at the pictures. I guess, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. Some things never change. Uh, I didn't have a lot of friends, but I, I used to just stare at these stamps and uh, I would be taken to that time or, or taken to what I thought that time was. You know, I'd see a picture of a, a stamp of Abraham Lincoln and, uh, you know, I kind of be taken to, you know, him being the president and some of the things that he did. And, and, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't learn like the history of every stamp, but really the history of any stamp. I just enjoy staring at the artwork and the pictures of the stamps themselves. And it took me to another world. I guess that's the great thing about hobbies is the best hobbies take you somewhere, you know, else than where you are now. They take you to, you know, a different place. Uh, and that goes to the same thing. Like I, I like metal detecting and it's, it's a different world when you're out there and you got your headphones on and you're seriously looking for your uh, dirt digging for, for, for treasure. It really, you know, you really zone in and uh, you're in your own little world. And that's what stamp collecting did for me. I really enjoyed it. And I had the, uh, uh, the, um, I had the good fortune 
of having my grandmother, any mail that she got, even if the stamps were the same as I've been getting, she saved me the stamps. So she let me pick out if I wanted to keep them or throw them out. But, she, you know, they were used, so she would save the stamps. And then I had an uncle of mine, Uncle Tom. He was from Ireland, and uh, he was Irish. Like, yeah, he was an Irishman all the way, but a good a good Irishman. I guess not that there's bad Irishman, but, you know, he wasn't like a, a drunkard or nothing. Not at all. He was a family man, but he had the accent. And he had the he had the fire and the passion. He was a he was a great guy. He passed away sadly. I didn't get a chance to see him in a long time. I wish I had, but um, he would get stamps from the old Erie. That is my Irish accent, which I will never do again. I promise. And he would give them to me. So he just come up from all his court, uh, all his friends, and correspondences that from from Ireland. And I would have different Erie stamps. So it was just a. It was just a neat thing for me to do. I didn't have a lot of friends, and I wasn't into sports, and I'm still not into sports, like I said, and, and I've always been more of a video game guy. But uh, So I think, I'm actually pretty sure I was the only one in that town uh, that actually got into stamp collecting. I don't think any of my other friends were into it. I just, it was something about it. There was just something about these stamps that just, you know, really uh, just just amazed me. And, uh, and then eventually, like like some hobbies, some hobbies are lifelong. Others are shorter. Um, it just eventually faded. Uh, you know, I started getting older and I uh, started n- noticing girls. You know, I, actually, I, I started noticing girls at a younger age. I wasn't like 17. I, I was, oh, shoot, I was probably 8 or 10 when I really started noticing girls. But I didn't have the um, confidence to really approach and talk to any of them until I was about 33. <laughs> And that's that's a true story. Uh, I'm surprised I got married. I've been married once before that. Uh, my ex-wife, you know, not trying to be mean, but she she came on to me and she kind of you know pursued me, and that's the only reason we were together. Not that I didn't like her, I actually had a crush on her, but I just I was too shy. Where now, the older I get, I'm like I don't care. I'm like you want to go out? No, okay, and I don't care. You know, just go away, leave me alone. You know, you're you're not good enough for me anyway. So um, that being said, though, like I said, stamp collecting was a wonderful hobby. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be one I get back into. It's just not something that I would enjoy now. And I'm surprised I enjoyed it when I was a kid because it's usually opposite. Usually when you're a kid, you're more into the baseball cards and the ra- and the racing cars. And and then, you know, you get older, you want like, I'm just going to sit here and stare at my stamps. You know, I'm just kind of the opposite. I'm getting into the some different things now. and uh, But stamp collecting is not one of them. I actually still have, oh, God, I got a lot of stamps. I don't even know where to go. I would sell them. I would sell them in a heartbeat if I just knew. I don't sell them because I don't know where to go to sell them. I just don't know. Uh, the only one that I think might be worth some money is I have, in 1986, the Statue of Liberty was retooled because the pieces were falling apart. And I remember they actually talked about they had to build special tools to put the Statue of Liberty back together because of the tools they used back in the day were no longer existent. And I thought that was kind of neat, That you know, a little history of that stamp. So I have uh, uh, eight brick, a four brick of American 1986. Statue of Liberty rebuilds, and I got a French block of Ford, never used, fresh, 1986 Statue of Liberty rebuilds. So they might be worth something. They might be worth nothing. Um, I would sell them. I'd sell them probably for 10 bucks. I would, if somebody looked at my whole collection and said, look, I'm just, I'll give you 100 bucks, I'd probably take it. It's just taking up space in my closet, and I'm just too lazy to actually do the research and find out how much this stuff has cost because there is a lot of variances with stamps. As with a lot of things, you know, you get a baseball card, you get the two that look exactly the same, but one guy's name is spelt wrong or something. That's the one that's worth big money. The variances, it's the same thing with stamps. If you get some that are uncirculated, if they're circulated, if they're punched correctly, if they're not punched correctly, are they faded, are they fresh? I mean, 
eh, there's just so much to it to grade them. So I, I would just get rid of them. Um, but it was a good time in my childhood. It was, it you know, these days with all the technology kids have everywhere I go, everywhere I go, and I know you all the same way, everywhere I go, and maybe you have kids, and maybe this is your situation too. Everywhere I go, I see kids playing on their phones. And back in the day, I was playing with stamps because I didn't have a phone to play with. And thank God, because I'd rather play with them stamps than a phone any day. I think it made me a better and probably more intelligent person. Not, that's not saying much because I'm kind of dumb. But I digress. Um, that's all for this episode, this podcast. I hope you all have a great, warm, safe weekend. I hope you uh, uh, have a good work week. And I will have a, another subject for you next Saturday. And I will actually still give you an update about my how my first week of work went. Uh, again, I'm nervous and excited, uh, more excited than nervous, but you know, uh, every job I've ever attempted, I've excelled at. I'm not saying that to, you know, make myself, you know, sound awesome. It's the truth that any job I, that I've, I've, I've ever had, I've always excelled at because I listen, I learn and I pay attention and I usually enjoy what I'm doing. And if I enjoy what I'm doing, I'll be there for a long time. And I, I think that's going to be the case. I think this is going to be an interesting place to work. Nonetheless, you'll have a great weekend and I will talk to you next Saturday. Take care. Bye.